Old stomping grounds. <laughs> Hank Patterson, fly fishing guide. Riley Smith, tight end. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, you wouldn't happen to be the kicker. No, tight end. Again, thank you. I'm looking for a kicker for Lithia Ford's fall kickoff sale. But you're not the kicker. No. Yeah. Now nah, the kicker's probably taller. In a lot better shape. So Okay. What uh position do you play? Tight end. Squats. Yeah. Try it sometime. RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics, is going all-in this season with an all-star lineup. First up, he led the Broncos to three conference championships and ten 20-win seasons. It's Coach Leon Rice. Next, he's the founder and CEO of RowPaint.com. He played a little basketball in high school on the driveway with his mom. It's Andy Rowe. Oh, no. Want to just paint my house? Now that I can do. When I want Boise State to win, I trust Coach Rice to lead the Broncos to victory. And when I want the best painting and garage floor coating, I trust RowPaint.com to get that job done right. is Bronco Nation News Live. The best interviews, the most informed opinions, the latest breaking news, all from the top Boise State insiders. Today's broadcast is coming from the Cutwater Spirits Can Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Can Cocktails is perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Now, here's four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, BJ Rains, with another edition of Bronco Nation News Live. Hey, how we doing, Boise State fans? Happy Tuesday. Welcome on into a live edition of Bronco Nation News Live here at BroncoNationNews.com. It is a Taco Bell Tuesday, so we got the uh, SON management hat this morning. Uh, we appreciate SON management, the Nicolason family, and Taco Bell for sponsoring uh, us here at Bronco Nation News and always excited on Tuesdays for Taco Bell Tuesday. So uh, we got some gift cards and things we're going to give away on Friday. Our big grand prize is coming on Friday. So Friday is the day we are giving away the private jet, and uh, we'll do it with JTUS on Friday. So we're not giving away the private jet. We're giving away a trip for two on a private jet to San Diego for the final game of the season. So 
We are uh, getting closer. You only got a couple of days left to so go ahead and jump in. And again, the promo code BNN50 deal gets you a full year just for $50 at BroncoNationNews.com. And uh, you got to be a yearly subscriber. So 50 bucks, one year uh, gets you entered into all of our contests and uh, our grand prize on Friday. We're giving away a trip for two to San Diego for the final regular season game of the season. And uh, Jay Tuss, there could be a lot on the line uh, for that game. And, and, uh, we're going to talk about the Mountain West scenarios and games and things today because there's a couple of monster games in the Mountain West tonight. And I think Boise State's in a nice little spot here with the bye and then a couple, you would assume, easier games at home here and let these other teams beat up on each other. And as bad as it seems, uh, Boise State could be back in first place in a week. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, Jay, appreciate you as always on a Tuesday. How we doing, man? I'm good, bud. Um, I don't know if it's uh, as bad as it seems. Just the Mountain West is competitive this year. and especially at the top of that thing. So, um, yeah, yeah you missed our of... post-game show then, man. You must not have been on social media too much on Saturday. On Saturday well, I get it. It's back-to-back losses in, in early February against teams that are title contenders. Um, you know, I'm, I'm of the mind, yes, they were on the road, and no, you probably uh, don't expect to win those games if you're being realistic. At the same time, you know, you also probably don't expect to go lose both by double digits either. So, yeah, I can see uh, it. The, the, the circumstances were tough. The opponents were tough. The road environments were tough. But I think it's also to say that Boise State just didn't play very well in either of those games, too. I, I think all of that can be true. Yeah. And I said, uh, even, you know, after they lost that Utah State game, you were looking at going to the pit and going to all these places. You were saying like two and two in that four game stretch yeah. probably, probably would have been good. You probably would have taken two and two. And they ended up two and two. It just didn't happen the way many people thought and as you said the maybe the scores of those games and especially the second half kind of being non-competitive in either game uh the game already pretty much decided by early in the second half uh you know maybe that's maybe that's mm-hmm. cause for concern i guess but um you know if you look at it and ken palm still projects him to finish tied for second in the conference and um you know it puts a lot of emphasis and We'll get into this uh, here in a little bit, but it puts a lot of emphasis. These are winnable games, but you have to win them. And they've really left themselves no margin for error. Uh, So we'll talk about the Mountain West standings. We'll talk about the games tonight. Well, I want to get Jay's take on the Bush Hamden situation. Uh, I'm sure you're hearing the same, Jay, but I'm hearing it is highly unlikely that Bush Hamden is coming back to to, to Boise State. So I know it hasn't officially been announced at uh, Kentucky, but my understanding is Boise State, uh, Spencer Danielson, the coaching staff, moving on uh, towards a search for a new offensive coordinator and not expecting uh, Bush Hamden to all of a sudden call back and, and say that he changed his mind or he wants to stay. So we'll get Jay's thoughts on that here. And then uh, 9.30, we'll give a little well-deserved love to uh, the Boise State softball team. Justin Schultz going to join us at 9.30, Jay. Uh, big weekend for them. They go 4-1. and one. They beat two Power 5 teams. They beat a ranked team. And, uh, you know, last year they scheduled tough and kind of lost their, you know, I think they went one and four or something in their opening weekend at UCF last year. And they were kind of, uh, you know, couldn't take advantage of some of the, the big games they had this year, Jay, they're scheduling tough again. And they start out four and one, as I said, two power five wins. So looking forward at nine 30 to talking to Justin Schultz. They had a heck of a heck of a start. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, the, Hey man, Justin, ever since he arrived, has had that program rolling 40 wins two years ago. Uh, they're back contending for Mountain West Championship again last year and uh, expect nothing short of it this year. That, that's that's one heck of a start that they had. Excited to catch up with Justin yeah. uh, and more so than just group check, uh, text messages, I guess you could say, 
I was going to say, uh, it's a shame he's such a bad guy, man. You know, we have him on more often, but he's just a terrible guy in person. So uh, (laughs) no personality, not Mm -hmm. not, not funny to talk to. No, we are really excited about that. And and, uh, we will do that uh, at 930. But uh, let's start. uh, Let's start basketball. I think that uh, the Bush Hamden stuff we'll get to, Jay. But uh, as I said, I think the lead, you know, two games tonight in the Mountain West. And I I checked. I woke up and again, I'm I'm just weird like this. And I'm literally laying in bed still. And I checked the net rankings and I'm just. You know, think I got stuff. And the first thing I thought of was, man, I hope those games aren't at the same time tonight. And I go look, and sure enough, one's at seven and one's at nine. So you get uh, four awesome hours of Mountain West basketball tonight. I'm sure my wife loves overhearing that. Uh, but you got a uh, Colorado State and San Diego State at seven. That game is in Viejas Arena. Colorado State and San Diego State both are seven and four in league. And uh, that is a about a five, five and a half point spread for San Diego State. So uh, you would expect the Aztecs at home to hold serve, but a big opportunity for Colorado State on the road. And then at nine, right after that, doubleheader on CBS Sports Network tonight, New Mexico is going into Reno. And obviously Nevada's playing very well. They've got a couple big wins they're coming off of. And uh, New Mexico is uh, underdog by two, two and a half points. They're coming off the home loss to UNLV. So they're not wanting to lose. I think it would be a third straight game for them. Uh, so uh, New Mexico at Nevada. And, Jay, all four of those teams are uh, tied with Boise State there in the loss column at four losses. So there's six teams that will kind of dive into the standings here, but there's six teams with four losses. That number will drop to four teams with four losses and two more with five uh, after tonight. But a couple big games as we try to start to shake and sort this thing out a little bit. Yeah, um, the good news is for Boise State is that they have at least one win over you know, the other teams that they are joined in the top six with, right? Except for Utah State, who swept swept the season series. So you want to avoid any potential tie with those guys because uh, they essentially have a two-game lead over the Broncos when it comes to um, seeding it. Maybe it could get a little complicated if, you know, Boise State were to sweep a San Diego State. And San Diego, it could get a little complicated maybe if you somehow create a three-way tie um but right now yeah you probably want to avoid that with utah state uh big game tonight you're right big games tonight for that matter Uh, nevada seems to be finding their stride a little bit um new mexico has been up and down but uh they're they're as capable as any team in the league of blasting anyone i mean we we've seen that so uh we'll see how it shakes out and then you know you look at San Diego State, too. We, we talk about all the tough road environments. They're the only team in the Mountain West that hasn't lost at home this season. Everybody else has at least one blemish on their home record. So they'll try to keep that perfect tonight against a Colorado State team that all of a sudden has a four-game winning streak, which uh, is oddly tied with UNLV for the longest active winning streak in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, I know I mentioned that New, New Mexico's been up and down a little bit, but UNLV has as well. So ever since they got blasted by uh 32 or whatever it was at home against air force they have managed to rattle off four straight wins those have been against lesser competition i would say um concluding though with a road win at new mexico they beat uh, san jose state uh, on the road came back home beat fresno state in wyoming before picking up one of their best if not their best victory of the season a three-point win uh, at New Mexico so I, you could argue that with Boise State but technically New Mexico is higher in the net ranking so we'll give that to New Mexico at this point Which, by the way um, so the way the tiebreakers work if there's multiple teams for folks that are wondering is you do kind of go to head-to-head and if that's still tied amongst those three you put all your records against each other into the pot if that sorts it out at all then those teams are removed and they if, if, if there's one or two teams that you know finish with an if, if, if six teams tie just say with five losses 
for first place. Let's just say there's a six-way tie for first place. All six of those teams, you put in the group record against each other. If one team had the better record than everybody else, they are the number one seed, and then all the other five will go to the next tiebreaker, and you keep going down until you get down to the actual order, and you only have you know the one team left. The next tiebreaker is you start at the highest spot in the standings where you can't figure it out. So maybe that's number seven or number eight and say, okay, how did everybody do against Wyoming? How did everybody do against, you know, Air Force? You keep going down. If you get to the bottom of that and there are still teams jumbled up, this tiebreaker will not help Boise State, but you go to the net ranking. Uh, So uh, the net ranking is a factor in this tiebreaker, which I think could come into play here at some point. So that's another reason why Boise State, um, you know, certainly would love to avoid going to the net ranking with some of these teams. I think they're either fifth out of sixth or, or mm. maybe if they're right behind Nevada, they may now be sixth, I think, by one spot uh, in the net ranking. And so and that, still some opportunity. The funny thing with that, though, BJ, is that, you know, they always say that it's not your net ranking, it's your opponent's net ranking that should matter. Which but is in this true. case. Yeah. Which, but not in this case. Yeah, if you're going to – yeah, that's – and this was the tiebreaker the Mountain West put in place a couple years ago during the COVID season, and I don't believe it's changed. Um, so I, I will triple check on that. But I believe the the final tiebreaker, and there's no need to flip a coin, none of that stuff. Just go to the net ranking, and uh, that's kind of the third tiebreaker on there. So that is something to 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 keep in mind as as we uh, move along here, Jay. But I will say this: I mean, I, I put it on Twitter yesterday, uh, kind of looking at the the uh, the next ten days uh, in the Mountain West here, and you look at what Boise state has the next 10 days. And you look at what all these other teams have the next 10 days. And I'll just really quickly say this Utah state, they're at Wyoming tomorrow. And then they're at Colorado state on Saturday, San Diego state at home next Tuesday. So Utah state can go two and one there, but could very easily go one and two. But I think Utah state has a loss in their next three games somewhere, Colorado state again at San Diego state tonight, then they're home against Utah state, but then they've got to go to New Mexico early next week. So that's two road games at San Diego State and New Mexico for Colorado State in the next uh, nine days here. So that's at least one, maybe two losses for them. New Mexico, also, they play the three big boys in their next three games at Nevada, as we said tonight. And then they got to turn around Friday and go at San Diego State. So New Mexico is starting to reach that gauntlet of road games we've been talking about that are that were coming for them. And this week is one of the hardest weeks, maybe for anybody in the conference, playing at Nevada at San Diego State on Tuesday and Friday. And then they come home, but they got to play Colorado State. So that's not going to be easy for them either. So you're thinking, okay, New Mexico is going to drop a game or two. San Diego State, they do get two of these games at home. They're home tonight against Colorado State. And then, as we said, home on Friday against New Mexico. But then they got to turn around Tuesday next week, I believe. They play at Utah State. So they're playing their next three games against teams in the top five here. Uh, And then Nevada is New Mexico at home, as we said. But they have to go to UNLV, who's playing great uh, this weekend on Saturday. And then they get Wyoming uh, at home. Uh, during this uh, during this stretch. So uh, all the other teams, Jay, have at least two of their three games against the quote-unquote you know, top six teams here. But, oh, yeah, Boise State, they don't play in the middle of the week here, so you can't get a loss you know, in this, in, this, in this week. And then the next two games are at home against Fresno State and San Jose State. Both games you're scheduled to you win by double digits, according to Ken Palm. So, um, as you said, as bad as it felt last week and as bad as this stretch has been, what was it, seven quad one games out of ten? They just finished a stretch of, and sure, maybe the record isn't really where they want it to be, but I believe they kind of held serve um, to an extent, and now Boise State has a chance here to let these other teams kind of beat up on each other, hopefully get a couple of wins, and I think there's a real chance when they're done playing San Jose State on Tuesday. Now, again, both those games were on the road and they won, but both were pretty close. 
Fresno game got down to like four. The San Jose State game, they were like down nine middle of the second half and had to come back and win. So yeah. I'm not you know, saying that they're going to just blast both these teams. Both are a little sneaky tricky, but they're both at home and both games you should be able to win. As I said, the metrics have you winning by double digits both games. I think when we wake up next Wednesday, Jay, or at the end of that San Jose State game next Tuesday, I've got one, maybe two losses for all the other contenders. I don't see any other contender going, you know, not having a loss between now and then. I think at worst, Boise State's right back in a tie for first place. Yeah, and depending on who they're in a tie with, it depends on it'll determine seating, I guess, down in the Mountain West Conference tournament. There's still so many more games though to even really think about that. But yeah, you're. you're I mean, I think you're right. You know, I thought that San Jose State was going to be a little tougher this year. As it turned out in their first game or the, the Mountain West Conference opener, their star guard just couldn't miss, you know, for uh, 25 minutes of that game. And that's what kept them in the game or gave them the lead. But obviously he couldn't sustain that over the course of a season. And as he's fallen back to, you know, being some level of human, um, sure. they, they've had a tough time in the Mountain West Conference, only one win so far. So I, I wouldn't expect that. Um, to be a I wouldn't expect that to be a close game man and it shouldn't be a close game and then you look at Fresno State Boise State's up 16 they're on the road uh, Fresno State goes on a 23-5 run and, and Chibuzo Wabo hits a big shot at the end of that thing to make sure that Boise State uh, you know was able to come back and hold on to a win yes. from Fresno but yeah you're right I would largely expect Boise State to have you know a good week and in all honesty, they, they need to have a good week, man. They need to feel good about themselves. They need to make some shots. They need to get back to pe taking better shots. And, um, you know, on, on defense, their their metrics have fallen a little bit by, you know, the, the Ken Palm standards. And uh, I think they're down to 34, which oddly is is kind of low for Boise State over the last couple of seasons. So they, they this time this buy comes at a great time. They got to get a little bit of rest. Uh, hopefully they had a couple of days off and, um, this is it though, man, Th this is, this is the final rest. And now it is like game on through the NCAA tournament for the most part. I mean, uh, when they wrap up on what they, do they play San Diego state on a Friday or Saturday? I think it is a, it Saturday. Is a Friday night. No, a Friday they, night. they get the Friday night game. Yep. Okay. So then, and then, you know, then they don't play until, you know, the, the middle to late next week. So they get a little bit, you know, a mini buy, if you will, but they're preparing for the Mountain West Conference tournament. So you can only assume there's only going to be so many days off, even yep. though they play on a Friday and they won't play again till a Thursday. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's it, but it's all important, man. It's all important because it definitely is time to start envisioning what this Mountain West Conference tournament is going to look like. And um, I, I think you're the first to bring it up, BJ, because, you know, I just said, you know, you just want to avoid the buy. And that's been the case every year. And you do want to avoid the buy. But as it stands right now, if the Mountain West Conference tournament started today, Nevada, who's 19 and five, would not get a buy. Uh, they're working their way onto the NCAA tournament bubble, and you know the the two seed probably gets UNLV in their not on their home floor. Congratulations for winning! Uh, congratulations for finishing yeah. second in the conference. You get to play UNLV. Yeah, not not on their home floor because the Mountain West brings in a new brings in their own floor, but in their home arena, uh, which is significant. So. Yeah. Um, you know, it, that, that's tough, man. And, and, you know, we, we talk about this every year and that's fine, but it just, it, it feels a little more, uh, dangerous this yeah. year. So you, well, you want to try to go get that one seed without a doubt, because if you do, you, you might be looking at basically what Boise state schedule is this week, more or less something in that range, not, not playing a team that is on the cusp of, of, you know, chasing an NCAA tournament bid. Yeah. I will say this so with the neutral court coming into play, you're, you're getting, you know, 
maybe a quad one game in the quarters if you're having to play one of those. But yeah. uh, I guess you take the trade off the quad one game, but maybe a loss or a quad a risk in a quad two or three win. But let's uh, I want to take a quick time out, Jay. Yeah. I want to new uh, UNLV is rising in the rankings, too. They're up to number 87 in the net. If they can get to 75, that mm-hmm. becomes a quad two loss here in Boise, which is something to keep in mind as and, well. That's the one and, kind of blemish. And what I was going to say really quick, BJ, is that in that Mountain West tournament, if you have to play them on their home floor, that or on their excuse me in their home arena, yes, <laughs> then it's it a road becomes game. a and then it becomes a, a quad one road game to where if they stay outside of the top twenty five, you got to face them in their home arena and it's a quad two game. So that yes, I, I feel like that's almost the worst case 75. scenario. Yeah, they got to get to seventy five for yeah. that to be quad one or quad two. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's quad two or quad three. Right. Uh, Jay, I'm going to give you ninety seconds to think about this while I play a uh, play a quick mm-hmm. commercial break here. But who is the best team in the Mountain West, and you know how do you right now? If you had to, I don't, we don't have to go all the way through, but if you're picking the top two or three teams, whether it's right now or how you think this shakes out, who's what's the J Tus power rankings look like? We'll, we'll discuss here in 90 seconds. All Bronco Nation news broadcasts come from the Cutwater Spirits Canned Cocktail Studios. Check out one of their more than 30 flavors of premix premium cocktails at your local gas station or grocery store. Cutwater Spirits, perfect for your next game day tailgate party. Our title sponsor is RowPaint.com. For all your commercial, industrial, residential painting needs, check out RowPaint.com. Don't forget about their concrete coatings. Transform that ugly concrete slab on your back patio in your garage in just one day. Contact RowPaint.com for a free estimate today. The official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics and our title sponsor at Bronco Nation News is RowPaint.com. Idaho Central Credit Union has been helping members achieve financial success for more than 80 years. There's an ICCU branch on almost every corner, but the closest is in your pocket with free e-branch mobile and online banking. See why more than 500,000 members love ICCU and join one in four Idahoans by making the switch today at ICCU.com. Since 1984, Ridley's Family Markets has prided itself on being a hometown food and drug store that employed value members of the local community. Ridley's Family Markets has 13 locations in the state of Idaho and many more in the surrounding states. Download the new Ridley's app to your smartphone, get savings up to 40% off at the checkout line, and find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Former Bronco Matt Bauscher is once again the number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley. No home is too big or too small for Matt and his team. Let them fulfill all your real estate needs at BauscherRealEstate.com. All right, back live. We got Justin Schultz in about 10 minutes talking Boise State softball. I do want to get to the Bush Hamden situation in a minute here, Jay, but let's finish up the basketball discussion. Uh, what, what uh, just how do you see this? jumble of six teams tied for second and again uh you look at the standings right now versus what i think they're going to look like in 10 days um you know it's so hard to figure out it's going to change every single day and i get that but boise state should win the next four games i know at wyoming is going to be tough but that's not going to be any kind of trap game they've already seen some of the teams go up there and 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 lose I, i think they can i think you feel okay they can win that game you should be able to win at air force and you're going to have, you know, four game winning streak, you would hope, coming into the two monster home games. Um, and again, both those games are teams you already beat on the road. I know they're going to be fired up to get payback, whatever, but you're at home and you've shown you can beat them already. I think those can both be wins also. So, I mean, I, I really think this team could start rolling off some wins and be in a first place showdown with San Diego State in the final game of the season. I don't think that's something crazy. But with that said, you have left yourselves now with eight losses little margin for error you definitely cannot lose to one of these four bottom teams 
And in terms of winning the league or whatever, you, you really would not like to lose to Nevada or New Mexico either. But I think five and two at worst, you know, you, you start getting to 10, 11, 12 losses as a mid-major man. I don't care what, what how many quad one wins you got. It is hard to get a spot in the NCAA tournament. So um, if you go six and one, you're going into the the tournament, the conference tournament with nine losses. And I think you lose a game there. You're at 10. That's okay. Five and two. You're going in with 10 into the tournament, and then you're going to be at 11. I think you're starting to get dicey there, but I think you're probably okay. But anything worse than five and two in this seven-game stretch, I think they could be in trouble. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. Um, you know, you, you look at the road ahead, and I, I think that it lines up pretty nicely for Boise State. Uh, and the only reason why is because, yeah, they, their next four games are against the bottom four teams in the league. And then that that mini three game gauntlet at the end, where two of the three are at home. So I could very well envision this, BJ. You're right, coming down to you know final week into the regular season, where Boise State goes down to San Diego State. You know, with, with first place in the Mountain West Conference on the line. You look at San Diego State's record and you know or, uh, you know schedule and. Their, their toughest game is probably at Utah State. Outside of that, you know, they they get to be at home for their bigger matchup. So if they can hold serve at home, which they've done successfully so far this season, as I mentioned earlier, the only team in the Mountain West Conference without a loss at home, then that's the way that it could line up. I, I think for me, BJ, like you said, like power rankings, who's the best team in the league? Um, you know, talent-wise, I don't know if they are. But I've, I've seen enough out of Utah State to understand that they can be very, very scary. And I think that Darius Brown is a veteran point guard that's very, very hard to disrupt. Um, Boise State has done a great job at containing great Osibor. But, you know, I think that the, the supporting staff uh, or supporting cast has proven that they can, you know, take on a, a, a bigger role. I mean, Mason Falslev was unbelievable, um, you know, the other night in Logan. And then you look at Isaac Johnson, who... Yeah, man, check out his numbers versus every other team in the Mountain West League and then check them out against Boise State. I would be surprised if he could do that a third time against the Broncos because he's he's basically been twice the player uh, against Boise State as he has been against every other team in the league, whether it be points, scoring, rebound, shooting efficiency, any of that. Um, I would be I, I would be surprised if he could do it a third time when you when you kind of compare and contrast. Um, but right now, I, I have to give the tip of the cap to, to Utah State. They're in first place on, on top of the standings. And uh, will it end that way? I don't know. But as we sit here today, I, I have to give them the respect that they've earned. All right, well, and uh, enjoy the basketball tonight. Two big games. Uh, again, it's the, the nicest night for a Boise State fan because you know for sure two teams are going down a spot in the standings mm -hmm. and you don't have to play. And and so uh, we'll watch those games tonight. I guess you probably want um, – I mean, you know, I guess you probably, as you said, uh, the home teams, I guess, you need to get – you need to get – in this league, I guess you need the home the home teams you probably need, right, Jay, to, to uh, probably. take care of business tonight. Uh, that would be uh, Nevada, and that would be uh, San Diego State, I guess. Yeah, probably. Maybe Colorado State because I don't know what the rest of their road schedule still is like, but I think you probably want the two home teams to, to serve tonight. But, uh, all right, before we bring on uh, Coach Schultz here in about five minutes, I did want to touch on the Bush-Hamden situation. Um, again, what I'm hearing is don't hold your breath. Nothing's official. could be official at any point, but don't expect Bush-Hamden to probably be back at this point. And I don't think anybody really expected it, Jay, once we heard the, you know, they're trying to keep them sure. But when you're getting – 
the, the previous offensive coordinator made 1.7 million and he's getting about 460,000. Uh, I don't think anybody expected Boise state to do enough to keep him. Um, Mike Prater was pretty vocal yesterday on the show, Jay saying he just didn't like it. And it, it kind of bugged him. And, you know, Bush Hamden talked about loyalty and talked about all this. And it, you know, if he, if he'd had a huge year this year, he probably would have had better offers than Kentucky, um, after the season. Um, what, what's just your take on, on Bush and, uh, leaving for Kentucky. Better offers. Um, what I know is that, <clears throat> excuse me, the previous offensive coordinator at Kentucky made $1.7 million a year. And that offensive coordinator recently parlayed his success or whatever he did at Kentucky into an NFL offensive coordinator job. So I, I don't know what more you could ask for in terms of an opportunity, in all honesty, BJ. I think when you look around the SEC, Mike Stoops is um, – you know, security stability is about as good as anywhere you're really going to see in the mount in the uh, SEC outside of Kirby Smart. Um, even with Saban gone now, you know, <clears throat> DeBoer is going to have to put in some sweat equity and 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 win there to you know have make sure that he has stability. So <clears throat> you know, it's it's not a bad spot. I, I do think that it was a little surprising, but when you see what they can offer, I mean, I get it. The, you know, people preach loyalty and they, they want loyalty out of the players and all this stuff. But I mean, he'll be able to go there and earn in a season what it would take him, you know, potentially three, four years to earn as an offensive coordinator at Boise State. And, you know, that that's I mean, I call it what it is. That's generational wealth, man. Like you're you're setting your your family's family up for, you know, success in in life. So it's really tough. I, I think had he already been through that and already had that type of job, like maybe he could like a Stacy Collins, for example. I mean, not quite apples to apples, but it's comparable. You know, he went off to Penn State, made a lot of money. And now, you know, he's he's kind of viewing this chapter in his life as, you know, a little differently, I would say. Right. So, you know, you know, Bush loves this place. Um, it means a lot to him. Yeah. But I, I just think there are certain things where, you know, it, it forces your hand. I I. I, I understand why fans might be upset. I get it, but my my goodness, I mean, like I, I heard it could be up to you know close to two million dollars. So if that's the case, what do you expect the guy to do? I mean, he would be um, one of, if not the highest paid head coach in the Mountain West at this point. He would he's going to make almost twice what Spencer Danielson makes to be the head coach at Boise State, which is ridiculous. Um, it, it's it's crazy, but the SEC money is just on an absolute nether level, and yep. so. Uh, from the get-go, BJ, I, I, my understanding was it was going to be really, really hard to to figure out a way, and it didn't really seem like there was going to be a way. And I just that that's what we're heading towards here. So it's yep. super unfortunate. Bush is a really talented play caller. Um, you want to see peak Bush Ham, then go back and watch the Mountain West Conference Championship game when Boise State just hammered UNLV, and it seemed like every button that Bush, you know, pressed was the right button. So it, it, it you know, from a from a human standpoint too, like he's he was always fun to talk to. Sure. Uh, for the most part, he was transparent with us. Um, maybe not always about the two QB system, but probably because he had to bite his lip at times with all with all of that mess. Yeah. So uh, I'll certainly uh, wish him the best of luck. And it definitely seems like it's it is headed down that road. So yeah, I will say uh, this. Yep. And I will say from from my understanding, don't expect like some real quick hire for, for the next OC. It sounds like they're going to take their time a little bit on that. And uh, hey, look, look, look how that worked out with Stacey Collins, man. Yeah. Like I mean, you and, do and have spring ball starting in like four weeks. I mean, you don't have a t you don't have a ton of time here. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but uh, I would suspect this is a very intriguing position for a guy that wants to parlay this into a head coaching job or a big-time coordinator job. And you see what Bush did in his one year, and I think we all expect the offense to be even better uh, this year in the fall than last year. So I think you're going to get some high-level candidates. Um, I, you know, I talked with uh, – uh, Prater yesterday about you know Matt Miller as being an internal you know candidate. I, I suspect they're going to go a little higher than that just because of the interest they can get on the outside. But uh, I don't. I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't be holding your you know checking Twitter every five seconds to see who they're going to hire. This might take right. a little while. It, it's Boise State. It's always been an attractive offensive coordinator opening, but now you get to work with Ashton Genty, Malachi Nelson. Uh, you know, a guy like Chris Marshall, Cam Camper, Latrell Caples. You have a pretty experienced offensive line coming back. And really quick, BJ, just to talk about the, the talent that they might be able to attract. You know, you were going to pay Bush Hamden $640,000 this year and $640,000. I was already doing the math inside my head. Um, four, 460 and 480. Well, now you we don't know the exact buyout because his contract had not gone before the Idaho State Board of Education yet. Yes. But under his old deal, it would have been in the neighborhood of a $200,000 buyout. So I think it's safe to assume it's at least something close to that. So, I mean, like they'll have that money. They'll have the the the, the four sixty to to four eighty. They were going to pay Bush over the next two years. I yep. mean, you should you should be able to have a serious offer that you can put forth. I just say give it to the softball coach. I mean, I think that makes, uh, makes dude sense. knows a thing or two about offense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's I've let's do met, that. I, I've never met a more offensive person than Justin Schultz. I agree, and we'll get to him in just a second. But I need to thank a couple of our sponsors real quick. Lithia Ford of Boise. Check them out. Lithia Ford Boise dot com. Do you view their full inventory of vehicles? They do have five. NIL deals with student athletes at Boise State, some football players. They got Brooke Patterson on the women's golf team, Paige Barsh on the volleyball team. So check them out. Go in there, test drive it, be on your way. They got some great specials right now. We appreciate Lithia Ford of Boise. It is a Taco Bell Tuesday here on Bronco Nation News. TacoBellWorks.com. You get more information. If you're looking for a job, they are hiring. And how about this? They'll offer you up to half your wages the very next day after your shift. So if you need quick cash, need a job, uh, highly recommend Taco Bell. And again, the SON management group and uh, the Nicolason family, they're doing a ton. They still give hundreds of thousands of dollars to Boise State student scholarships for the men's and women's basketball teams. And oh yeah, the food is great as well. So check them out. We appreciate Taco Bell. The Blue and Orange Store, theblueandorangestore.com. Free shipping. Any order over $40 or if you're in the Boise area, just go to the Boise Town Square Mall there on the second floor. An entire store dedicated to Boise State gear, shirts, hats, bumper stickers, car flags, you know, golf ball lo on logos with the on golf balls, anything you want. They got it at the Blue and Orange Store. They got the NIL shirts and things. So check them out, theblueandorangestore.com. And if you're looking for a job, TCS, Transportation Compliance Service, can help you get into the trucking industry, all the DOT overweight, all the permits and things you need to get out there on the open road. They can help you do it. Over 75% of people that try to uh, get into the trucking industry themselves end up going out of business. Let TCS help you out. Transportation Compliance Service. And uh, if you need some coffee, Bronco Brew Coffee, they're helping the NIL game at Boise State. Uh, a couple bucks of every purchase goes straight to the pocket of one of your uh, favorite athletes. You can choose it online there. There's different varieties, different flavors of coffee. And best part is it's roasted to order. So you, you uh, order it, it's roasted, and in a day or two, you're drinking fresh coffee. So check them out at broncobrew.coffee. All right, Jay Tuss, we talked about it. Uh, big weekend for the uh, softball team. They go 4-1, and one, and uh, kind enough to uh, join us here. If I can get the right graphic on the screen here, we'll just bring him in here. Justin Schultz, there he is, Coach of the Wagon, joining us here on BNN. How we doing, Coach Schultz? I'm doing good, and, and since we're on the 
uh, topic of offensive. I told the umpire in the last game this week, and I gave my performance a B plus in, in demeanor out there this weekend. So I thought I was pretty mellow this weekend. There you go. There you go. We, we, you know, we, we'll see. We, we, uh, I love that was one of my best viewed videos though, was you making the walk of shame back to the, the clubhouse after you got ejected at one of those games last year. But, uh, it sounds I'm, like you're working on it. I'm growing day by day. We'll see what happens next week. Well, I mean, speaking of growing, uh, you couldn't have asked for a much better start to, to to grow that NCAA tournament resume and to start to grow what you want to do with this team this year. Four and one uh, in the opening weekend. You beat two power five teams. You beat a ranked team. Uh, I mean, a lot of history and things that you guys uh, were able to do. But uh, four and one and the way you got some of those wins, I believe four of them were comeback wins as well. Uh, you couldn't have asked for a, a much better start to your season. Yeah, we're, we're still learning about our team. I think the most exciting thing is I think we lose two of those games that we won uh, last year, uh, just with the way that we were able to use some small ball, use our speed, create a little bit more um, pressure on the defense. Um, I don't know with living and dying by the long ball last year if we would have been able to come back in that GCU game um, when we were pretty tired from the long, the long weekend. So I, I'm proud of the group. We're still learning a lot. Um, and Taylor Cottle was uh, absolutely outstanding all weekend and, and really put us in a great spot to start the year. I was going to say, you look at Taylor's stat line, uh, a .52 whip, a .33 ERA. She gives up one earned run, one run just in general, uh, over 21 innings pitch. She, she, she threw in four games for you. Uh, what was working for her in his – is this something that is sustainable over the course of a season? Because she was outstanding over the weekend, Justin. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously the .33 ERA, I don't know if that's sustainable for anybody. Um, but I do think her her demeanor, her maturity, um, her mentality out there, I think that's sustainable. I think that was the thing I was most proud of is she comes out uh, and really does a great job. We're, we're trailing in most of the games. We used her in a relief role early in the weekend, and she really just kept us in it long enough to – have us uh, claw back and find ways to win. Um, and honestly, she was at her best in the in the sixth and seventh innings. I think I don't know if she gave up a a hit outside of the Sun Ball in the GCU game in the sixth and seventh all weekend. Um, so really proud of her, and I'm excited to see um, how much further she can go this year. You look at go ahead, Jay. Oh, I was just gonna say, like you know, you mentioned playing a little bit of small ball. You guys still hit seven jacks this weekend, but maybe that. that for for this to be the opening weekend of the season, it just seems like you guys played the game at you know a high level when it comes to execution and things like that. It's it, it was the little things that you know are the reason why you guys come home with such a a noticeably impressive record. So um, to to do that on the opening weekend, it it seems like that would be a little rare or unique, Justin. Yeah, and I, I think it comes back to our our, our preparation in January. We started um, talking about winning winning the day. Um, January is always tough. We're indoors. And so we started posting uh, the previous practice plan with either a W or a loss uh, on the on the board. And we just started to tally it. And I think we went 17 and four in in January with our practice plans. We would talk if it was a loss, what do we need to do to be better? Um, and I think that 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 preparation kind of led us into uh, these stressful situations and executing at our finest. Uh, um, I mean, we, we delay stole home in one of the games where there was some little confusion. Um, there were things that we practiced a lot in January that was fun to see uh, come together. Um, now it's now it's getting comfortable, and I think our bats are only going to get better as the year goes on. 
you look at the way last year started, Justin, going all the way to Florida and long trip and didn't have the, the weekend you were wanting. And if you may be playing catch up a little bit, you know, you're going into the next weekend and you scheduled so aggressively this year and to start it out four and one and to start out uh, with Mountain West player of the week, freshman of the week, pitcher of the week. And just, I mean, I, I, I know I'm kind of repeating my first question, but I mean, you really couldn't have drawn it up much better and not just for the four and one star, but what this could do later on down the season, the momentum it gives you now. And, and uh, I know you scheduled aggressively for a reason here and to already have two of those power five wins in your back pocket. I mean, that's gotta be a, a really nice start. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was listening to you guys a little bit, talk about basketball and it's like for mid majors, we don't get to have any bad weekends. Um, so for us, we, we schedule tough because it helps build the resume. Um, but we know the committee's just waiting for us to make one mistake to just highlight that. Um, and that's just part of it. I mean, we embrace it as a team. And so for us, we go into a weekend where on paper, um, those teams didn't have great starts, but it, it's it's really, we have to play our best softball every single weekend. And it doesn't matter what our opponents are doing. We know the teams we're playing this weekend are going to be challenging as well. Um, and we preach that every single day, every practice, it is a, it is a game day feel and we are playing to win the game. By the way, uh, one of your detractors, Johnny Ballgame, uh, is watching. And I guess the first thing I have to mention is he at least knows how to spell your name. Let's uh, go, correctly. Johnny. I appreciate uh, it. He's wanting the lifetime extension for you, it says there. So. <laughs> uh, Schultz, you uh, you brought up, um, you know, the committee and how they're going to evaluate this stuff. And, um, you know, I, I gained a better understanding of it two years ago when you guys went 40 games. And for whatever reason, you're left on the outside looking in at this thing. So I know I understand that this is a question that's probably better asked two months from now. But when, when you do look at your your top 20 win over a Northwestern and things like that, like how how valuable and meaningful are those, you know, resume builders when it really does come to the end of this thing? Oh, it's huge. You look at it. We're one and one against the Big Ten right now. Um, we got two more opportunities against them this weekend. It's like if we can put on the resume that we're winning against those those conferences, um, when it comes down to their fifth at large or our second at large, if, if things don't go the way we want them in our conference tournament, um, I think it, it's huge. And it's just all a numbers game at the end of the day. I don't necessarily agree with it because there's a lot more that goes into sports than just looking at um, the, the ratings. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's the era we live in. And I, I, I know the committee well enough to know that if they can leave us off, they will. And so we have to just leave no doubt. And yeah. by speaking of that, Jay, I mean, real quickly, you've already played Northwestern, Wisconsin, and Arizona State, and you still have two games against Michigan State, two games against LSU, Houston, Georgia, Utah, two games against Stanford, two games against Cal, and Washington, if I uh, figured all that out correctly. I mean, that's 15 Who games. schedule together? Yeah, that was my assistance. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> I was going to blame Craig Lawson. I we could just we'll just put it on Craig. But yeah. uh, I mean, 15 games against and I, and I know like it's uh, maybe a little different in softball because a lot of those are like football name, you know, Power Five type teams. Who knows if they're? You know, I, I can't couldn't tell you. I know if all these teams are you know amazingly good teams in softball, but just from an uh, optic standpoint, to have that over half your non conference schedule or whatever filled with teams like that, I mean that that is crazy. And you're every weekend playing a couple of these in these tournaments and stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. And honestly, I, I we talk about unrealistic expectations all the time in the department. Um, and and my goals for this team, it, it's unrealistic. I gave Mike Walsh, my SPA, um, a, pre a prediction, and I'll keep that private for now, of what I expect this team to do record-wise when it's all said and done. Um, but we expect to compete in all those games. We're talking about, like, I, I believe Boise can be a softball school as well as a basketball, football school. 
Um, and so in order to do that, we got to bring teams like Washington to Boise to play um, and, and create that atmosphere that you're seeing at Extra Mile. You're seeing at Albertson. You saw it with soccer this fall, um, volleyball as well. And so, like, we just we need to keep building. And the only way you can do that is playing those those high end teams and seeing what we can do against them. And, and for the record, BJ was saying, you know, like the uh, maybe the the name recognition doesn't translate to softball. Well, there are plenty of seasons where the Cal football team probably wishes they were as good as the Cal softball team, too, for that yes. matter. So it, it does go both ways. I, w- I want to go back, Justin. You talked about wins and losses at practice and, and grading those. How how do you grade those? And one thing I always appreciate appreciate about you is you do kind of have like that open door policy. So if I'm being honest, like I've, I've been there for the good and, and the bad at times. But how how, <laughs> yeah. how do you grade? you know what what is a win or is a loss at practice yeah it's it's all about mentality it's going to be about the attitude and the effort um are we fully engaged in the drills we're you i mean in a three-hour practice you're going to make tons of mistakes um but how do you respond to those mistakes and i think that's when you look at our start of our season um we're down four four times um and we find ways to claw back we find ways not to let the pressure get to us and so um, when we evaluate it's all about the mentality of the team it really doesn't have to do with um, the X's and O's and, and the playing catch portion. Obviously, that factors in, but it's really do they show up with the right intent? Um, are they willing to get better every single day? And I, I really thought this this was by far the best January um, that I've been a part of probably in my 14-year um, coaching career. And so it's, it's exciting. Um, we still have a long ways to go, but we're off to a great start. Now, we love giving Jay crap for his vote in the AP men's basketball poll. We got to find out who some of these voters are in the softball poll here. You guys are getting, uh, I guess, the coaches. We don't know which coaches, but uh, I was in, you guys are getting some votes now in the uh, coaches poll. So we got to keep moving that up there and try to get you guys in the uh, the top 25 here. But as I said, you, you some of the wins you had, and now you're getting votes. I mean, what does this just do from a national standpoint? Uh, Boise State softball, you mentioned making it a softball town and, and, and you know, making this program nationally relevant and, and you, you, it seems like you're way on, way on your way, but um, I, I guess, you know, I'm rambling, but do you see this team? I know you're more on the hitting side, obviously uh, your background, but is this, do you feel this team's strength is, is going to be more on the hitting side, the pitching side, both. I mean, after five games, has your thoughts changed at all on what you thought about this team going in and just where your strengths are going to be? No, I think, I think we're, we're pretty realistic in where we're at. And I think the one thing that I'd like to see, um, we talked with the offense is going to continue to get better. I thought we were extremely early all weekend offensively, which led to more strikeouts and less walks than I would have wanted. Um, and then on the pitching side, I've talked about the depth of this, this circle all, all fall and into January. And I thought we really relied on Taylor, but um, our pitching staff is a lot better than they showed week one. And I think getting the nerves out um, and then getting back to work this weekend, you're going to see the, the depth of our pitching staff really shine here um, down the stretch. Are you, uh, with, with your schedule, Schultz, I, I, usually it feels like it's forever before we actually get to see, you know, you guys play a home game and it still feels like it, it's forever away a little bit. But um, how excited are you guys to eventually get back home here in uh, what a little less less than a month, I would say, away three three weeks or so Tennessee away. State, right. Let's go. Yeah. How, how, uh, how, how excited are you guys to get back at, at home and. Uh, maybe play under the is there is there a first under the lights game yet do we know about that yet or anything well, like that since you guys brought craig up he uh he taught me something that a true night game has to start after 6 p.m um so our official first night game will probably be our first conference game since our tournament games start at five but the lights will be in action for sure in those tournaments and we're excited it allows fans to get out there on the weekdays 
Um, I expect to continue to break um, attendance records. And so, yeah, um, part of it is getting more home games. 22 home games this year mm-hmm. um, is the most, I think, in in recent school history. And so in order to get fans excited, we have to play in front of them. And one way to do that is these the lights are going to help get more and more uh, tournament games every year. So are they done or, I mean, are they ready to go or? The lights are up if you drive by. They're up, um, and then they're working on the angles and all that stuff this week. So when we so get have you back seen them from, turned on? Uh, Friday they'll be turned on, I believe. Oh, there you go. There and then you go. when we get back from Louisiana, they'll be full go, and we'll probably even have a few night practices just to get comfortable under them. That's awesome, man. That's great to see. Great to see the uh, continued uh, investment, you know, from the athletic department. And it's starting. It looks like it obviously is paying off with what you guys are doing on the field as well. So, uh, what, what's the uh, what's the outlook for this weekend? What's the what's the scouting report? What what you, what's the uh, big picture look here for fans as you guys head right back on the road? Yeah, going to Texas, uh, UT Arlington for five games, getting to play Michigan State twice, who's always competitive. Um, UT Arlington once, UMKC and DePaul. Um, we've got to play our softball. I think that's the one thing we've learned is um, there's a lot of parity in softball. And so if we don't play our best, um, it's it's going to be challenging. And I think if we can get through this week and then obviously got to look ahead to the back to the, the SEC games and Houston and Austin P. it's going to be 10 games on the road um, and a lot of quality opponents that we got to face. This could be a a question that probably solicits a a super long answer. But Justin, you, you've been hot. You were hired a, a few years ago and um, now you look up and you have this massive video board out in right field and you have lights, you know, now that you can play night games. And I know that there are, you know, uh, goals to have, you know, that that infield uh, looking a little different before too long, too. But um, it, does it feel like it's starting to come together? I mean, you came to Boise State for a reason. You want to stay at Boise State for a reason. Um, does it feel like it's starting to come together for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think Jeremiah and his team have absolutely delivered here. When I was in the interview process, um, they promised a lot of things. And sometimes it's like a first date. Um, it's a lot of fluff. And and Jeremiah has not done that. He's he stepped up in big ways for us. And um, we're doing our part. We're, we're putting up a lot of W's. We're, we're creating the buzz that we need to do. And, and he's answering the call on his end. So mm-hmm. I would imagine every single year we're going to get some sort of improvement. And that's going to be a, a, a beautiful stadium here in the next few years. Do, do the lights do anything like outside of just shining light on a softball field? Well, if we could get Johnny a ball game to show up once in a while, uh, he'd be able to see. But I think they can do some pretty cool things. Okay. Well, we got to get a ball game out there. Otherwise, he's just going to ask us about it. And um, we'll get him hey, he out spelled there. His but... na- he's, he spelled his name right in the text. So I think that's a start, right? That's a good start. cannot wait to hear johnny ball game bring it talk talking softball on idaho sports talk but we uh schultz we appreciate it as always man awesome start and i think it's just an exciting season too with you guys hosting the conference tournament like it's just going to be this build up all the way to to what you guys hope put yourselves in a strong position to to be playing your best softball there at the end of the season and i know it's just going to be a a lot of fun and just with the lights and everything else going on hosting the tournament and just the team obviously looking strong i think it's just going to be a a fun couple of months here and hopefully folks uh continue to, to buy into the program and come check out the games i think it's march 7th is the kennesaw state uh home game five o'clock uh but to hopefully we can get you on back before that 
Um, yeah, I know my softball schedule. You had to look down there to confirm. I, I, I saw. I, I saw double checked. We we've moved it around quite a bit, but you're right. Okay. March March seventh, you're spot on, BJ. And there may be we're, we're we're just working behind the scenes on some stuff. There may be some more excitement coming with that Kennesaw State game. We'll we'll uh, we'll see what we can uh, what we can get done. But appreciate you as always, Coach. We'll love to get you on again soon. Congratulations on the strong start, and uh, keep it up this week and moving forward. Right on. I appreciate you guys. Go Broncos. There he is, Justin Schultz. Appreciate him for jumping on. And Jay, as we kind of wrap this up, uh, it, it feels like Boise State has a lot of like great coaches, but also great people. And like whether it be you know Jim Thomas with soccer, or Sean Garris, or Gordy Presnell, or even some of these you know coaches that maybe don't get the pub or don't do as many interviews or aren't as well known as the the Leon Rice's, Spencer Danielsons of the world. And I know I left out a lot of great coaches there. I just thought the first three that came to mind. But you go top to bottom. You know, uh, even Kalen Downs, women's golf, you just go, any of the coaches that you talk to, uh, great coaches, great individuals, fun to talk to. I mean, they just got a good vibe over there in the athletic department with the coaching staffs. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And Justin, I, I'll just reiterate, he's done a phenomenal job with the with the softball program. It already achieved, you know, uh, some pretty nice things prior to his arrival in Boise, but he has found a way to maybe take this thing to another level. And um, yeah, excited for for them to get home and, and chase a Mountain West championship and uh, see if what, what that all adds up to. Maybe uh, maybe a trip to the NCAA tournament. So time will tell. Speaking of that, Lunardi just posted his updated brackets. Boise State is uh, last four buys, so still in the NCAA tournament. According to Joe Lunardi. Yeah. According to Joe Lunar, who uh, I'm not going to I, lo I love, I love Joe, but Joey Brackett's not, not necessarily the uh, top when it comes to protecting it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, visibility. I, I recommend bracket matrix. They kind of average mm -hmm. all of them together and they're usually pretty close. Um, but again, as we, as we wrap it up, as we said at the beginning, Joe, uh, Jay, I mean, it's, it's, you know, last week stunk two bad losses two not competitive games. I get it. Boise state fans rightfully a little worried, but uh, if you look at what's ahead here, as long as Boise State can take care of business and do what they're projected to do, they're going to be right there at the end of the season, mm -hmm. still fighting for first place. Yeah, but that it, it is uh, worth noting, though. It's it's funny because again, next four games against the bottom four teams. In in a weird way, these these four are almost more important. Some of the other ones because yes. you can explain a loss in other areas. You can't Somebody explain a loss in, in these chat. next four games. You know, uh, you can't explain that on Selection Sunday. So. The next four games, in a weird way, are, are maybe the most important left. You know, for that matter, I don't and know. If you go four and zero, you're sitting there at twenty and eight with uh, Nevada, New Mexico coming for two big home games. Um, I, you know, I think that's the goal: win these four, and then you got uh, you take two or three in the final three games, and you're you're uh, sitting pretty. I think so. It's uh, mm -hmm. the path is still there, but certainly, as I said, the margin for error is uh, a little less. But you know what, Boise State fans, tonight. Sit back, be a fan, enjoy two fun games. Colorado mm -hmm. at San Diego State at 7, New Mexico at Nevada at 9. Both those games on the CBS Sports Network. Jay, appreciate your time as always, man. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, thanks to Coach Schultz. Thanks to uh, Craig Lawson for helping set that up. Thank you to all of our uh, viewers and commenters. And I will say this, Jay, just to kind of prove, A, you know, the BNN's growth, but also softball's growth. Nothing against Justin Schultz or any of those coaches, but last year you talk basketball for 30 minutes and you switch and talk about a, a sport like softball or volleyball. You see a, a big decline in previous uh, you know years in the in the viewership numbers, and it was holding steady, if not going up, uh, when when Coach Schultz came on. So I think that says a lot about uh, where the softball program is uh, is rising, that the viewership is uh, staying strong, and folks that have of uh, watching our shows want to talk all Boise State sports. We appreciate you guys for. Uh, 
also being interested in the other interviews and stuff. It's not just football and basketball. And we're going to continue to try to bring some of those coaches and things on as we move forward here on BNN. So Jay, we'll talk to you Friday and I'll probably talk to you before then, but we'll talk to you on the show on Friday and uh, appreciate all you guys for uh, jumping on Johnny ball game. You heard him uh, reference 9am tomorrow on Valentine's day. Nothing I'd rather do to start my Valentine's day than talk to John Mallory uh, at 9am on Bronco nation news live. So enjoy the basketball tonight. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Appreciate it. Bronco Nation News Live, bronconationnews.com.